This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norin, Oklahoma. It might not be morning when they're listening to this, by the way. So, hello, everyone. <laughs> um, I'm in Norman. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio the morning, Network. So, uh, that's fine. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Never mind. I should stick with that. Uh, <laughs> horses in the Midday. Uh, good. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. So I took a look at temperatures in two places, um, your place and in England. What's it going to be at your place today? We are in the midst of a monster heat wave. Although Sunday it's supposed to drop down, it is supposed to be a high of 102 today. Well, in London, it's going to be a high of about 82 today. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Queen's looking for somebody to work. So This is actually was going to be my daily winnie for today. So <laughs> consider this my daily okay. winnie because we'll this is awesome. Well, the Queen's looking for somebody to work at the Royal Muse. And I wanted to see if you actually qualify for this job. Okay. Okay. So let's. Because I've discussed this already. All right. So let's Let's go down through. through All right. So the Royal Muse, which I've been to, and it's kind of cool. And of course, we've had David Saunders on, who, by the way, started with this job and then became the head coachman years later. So, um, so it's uh, they're looking for a helper that has stable management experience. Check. You're good there. Check. Highly capable and confident rider. Check. You're good there. I'm going to go with. Confident, maybe not as capable, <laughs> but the confidence outweighs the other ones that we're good with. They balance out. Um, it says it's knowing the horses are ready to play their vital role at royal events. So you're basically going to get the horses warmed up for those big parades and all the things that their horses do, right? Okay. Um, you're going to be a liveried helper. So you'll provide daily care for the horses, which includes training them every day, getting them ready for their role in ceremonial activities. Uh, you can do all that's another I check. I can do all you're that. You're good. Yep. Uh, the successful applicant would have a passion for horses. Check. Good. Check. Uh, experience working in a yard. That's a barn. Yes. Check. Good. And uh, be ready to take their career to the next level. Well, you've been working with me for 12 years, so you've been ready for 12 years. I'm ready. Years, so yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, this is, this is where it starts to have trouble. Uh, you're a highly capable and confident rider. We went through that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is where it's a problem. With willingness to acquire knowledge of driving carriages. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a hard no. So, and I, I envision they'll be like, okay, for the ceremony, I need you to drive this six in hand. And I get up there and I sit down and they hand me forty seven pieces of leather to yes. put in between my fingers, and I have a panic attack, freak out, <laughs> drop the reins, scream, spook the horses, and they run over the queen. That's, that's it. There you go. Yeah, that I, you were so good for this role I, until we got perfect. to the whole carriage part 
You know, I, when I saw this article come up that they were looking for this, I actually turned to Chad and I was like, babe, can we use, like, take a break from airline pilot stuff and let me go work for the Queen of England? Maybe just for a couple of years and, like, really, you know, well, can I, I there, can get right? so a good experience. It'll be amazing. I'll be, wait, how much tack do I have to clean? Oh. <laughs> Never mind, never mind, never mind. Keep your job. <laughs> you see how many harnesses they have on those horses? Oh, <laughs> my God. I would be cleaning tack all the time. And I don't even clean my own tack, much and less other people. what David Saunders told us, now you get accommodations, by the way, at Kensington Palace. Yeah. So that's not bad. Buckingham I, or Buck, yeah. Is it Buckingham? Yeah, Buckingham Palace. So. so, yeah, so you get that, but you know you're not going to be in where, with anything fancy. You're going to get the the room at the bottom of the inn. Um, What's that show you like to watch about the English people? Yeah, yes, like, yeah. Down Abbey. You're going like, to be below the stairs. <laughs> yes, yes below the stairs in Harry Potter's cupboard. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's <laughs> but that's okay. You're in a palace. And apparently it doesn't pay a whole lot. So really? there's that. Yeah, it doesn't pay well. Uh at all, but there is. It good. does say you have to be an outstanding team player, and I kind of fell that one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're better. You're better solo. Now I'm an outstanding individual player. <laughs> <laughs> you know, during the Jubilee stuff, the Queen wasn't at a lot of it because they keep saying she has had mobility issues. I don't. I don't know exactly what that means. They don't. They don't really explain I mean, it. She's but, 96. Yeah, exactly. She's 96. But apparently, she was seen riding a horse again yesterday, much apparently to her doctor's chagrin. Oh, uh, well, but in 96, so, you do whatever that, whatever you want. Typical horse girl. I'm going to ride anyway. You tell uh-huh. me not to ride. <laughs> so there you go. Well, well, it was almost perfect. I was almost yeah, I was so close to moving was, to England until the driving part. The whole um, carriage part in throngs of people, hundreds of thousands of people lining the street with you sitting I'm, there with your big hat on. Uh, yeah, I'm happy. The, the willingness to acquire knowledge of carriages and harnesses. Yes. The willingness to acquire knowledge of driving those, not so much. <laughs> Just we, for those who don't know, I did teach a pony to drive. I bought a pony cart, took this wild Mustang, taught it to drive, took driving lessons, and uh, finally had my first solo drive. And I get in the cart and I'm, let's go. Hell no. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Why would anybody do this? this terrifying. I was terrified, terrified. I Yet- can't tell you how many riders I've met since you that just do not like riding in carriages and carts. They just don't like it. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. So- Sonia uh, Connect Hoshi is joining us today. She's going to talk about competing both gated and non-gated horses in endurance. What's the difference and which is better? And also Auditor Jennifer Taylor shares some things that she took away from the movement last weekend, kind of our last interview about the movement. And we have some really bad ads for you, and we'll have a uh, auditor show for the auditors and the post show as well. But now you've already done your daily Winnie, so I'll do mine. <laughs> We only have one auditor birthday this weekend, which is rare, Marissa Kreidler. Happy birthday to Marissa, and we hope you have a terrific weekend and don't die of heat exhaustion, because it's that, it's where your temperature is, it's that way all over the country. It's just oh, crazy yeah. right now. Hey, I have another story for you here on this Friday. Uh, let me get to this story. Did you see about, I'm surprised this didn't make your weird news on Wednesday. Did you see about the horse that was seized in the tax fraud case? 
So, oh, I love this. <laughs> so what happens is uh, this guy got uh, really behind on his taxes along with four of his friends, and they, the IRS came after him. Now, when I say really behind, I mean they were charged in connection with tax fraud worth, are you ready, $1.3 billion. Now, how much do you make if you're not paying $1.3 billion in taxes. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> it's just numbers that you can't even comprehend. So the IRS was kind of mad at him and started repossessing stuff. And one of the things that this guy had was a $750,000 show jumper that he bought for his daughter. It was a 15-year-old Holsteiner. And his daughter, Christina, is 15 and... To say that the daughter was a little upset when the government came to take her horse away was an understatement. She's Daddy, not my pony. <laughs> exactly. She said, I feel violated and helpless. I'm not part of the case. I'm not part of the business. I com was completely caught off guard, and they took an innocent animal. Well, technically, they took your dad's animal because <laughs> you yeah. didn't own it. So um, there's where the difference came in. You didn't pay the $750,000 for the show jumper. So the federal agents took the horse, and they have had some experience. Remember that lady that ran the bookkeeping in the town that she stole all that money, and they took her 150 horses away, and they yes. sold them all? So they've had some experience, but apparently not where this person lives because um, they ended up determining, wow, this is going to cost a lot of money to keep this horse around between forty-five dollars and $50,000 a year. So the government was like, well, we don't want to keep paying this to keep this horse around. So they had it reappraised, and they reappraised it at 145000 So somebody got ripped off uh, when he first bought the horse for 750000 And then the U.S. Attorney's Office in Atlanta, only in Georgia does this happen, agreed to return the horse to the 15-year-old Christina if she paid 25000 so they ended up repossessing the $750,000 horse and sending, selling it back to the owner for $25,000. And he probably used embezzled money to do it. So I just <laughs> love like, they're like, um, turns out we're going to sell it back to them because this is way too expensive yeah. to keep it. <laughs> we just, fantastic. We're done with this. Horses are expensive. <laughs> I do have an update on one of the weird news stories, if you would like as yes. well. Um, so do you remember on Wednesday, I did the weird news story about only in Florida would they have like – a snake catching competition. So Burmese pythons are uh, not supposed to be in South Florida, but they're apparently everywhere and they've become a big problem. Well, it's because the people, you know, they get out of people's homes who decide that they want to have a Burmese python and then they go over to the Everglades and cause they raise hell. Yeah, so they, so they they had the the snake catching competition, and they were doing a competition for the biggest one, and then the person that caught the most. Okay, well, would you like an update? On Sunday, the heaviest and largest Burmese python ever was captured in Florida, eighteen feet long. 215 pounds and had inside because they did a necropsy 122 developing eggs so it was about to oh give God. birth to around 122 baby snakes this thing there's if you no look wonder at they're a problem 
It's on Fox News. I mean, it's everywhere. Oh, oh yeah, I've so- deleted it. I have hit it off of my Facebook feed about 12 times. And by the way, Matt, you know better. I, there's a rule. You don't post snakes in the auditor room. So I deleted your post of this big, ugly snake <laughs> the size of a house. He can't handle it. I think Dr. Wendy posted it on her own page. I did. And I hid that. that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> so how did they ke- – like, the That's a good question. Like, yeah. Okay. Did they like walk through the jungle and they're like, E-ke-ke-ke. did they see one in a tree and they grab it? I don't know. They said, how do you find a needle in a haystack? You could use a magnet. And in a similar way, this is what they did. They take male scout snakes, they call them. They basically release male Burmese pythons with trackers on them. And the male scout snakes are attracted to the largest females they can find. They love them big women. Yeah. and <laughs> They love some big booty, huh? <laughs> they love some big women. And so one of their male tracker snakes had found this big girl and captured her and they had to take like a bunch of people to haul it and they had to take a truck into the woods to be able to put this snake in it. Now they did a necropsy and they found all of those eggs, right? Guess what else they found in it? Oh, don't tell me people. Hooves of a full sized adult deer. How on earth does a snake catch a an adult deer that is crazy well this one could just fall out of the tree on top of the deer and kill it so i I, I don't know how do they hunt like that i don't know i don't know so Um, let me get this straight we're releasing snakes to catch snakes but they're tracked so they can find them again I (laughs) i don't know if they released them like instantly like Everybody like on your market set, go. And they just like, <laughs> farewell, be safe, you know, or I don't know if this is something that had been going on for quite some time. I I don't know. They didn't say Remind that Remind me part. never to visit the Everglades, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. not a place for you. <laughs> and they actually have determined that necropsies of these Burmese pythons that are not indigenous uh, have documented they have caught over 24 different species of mammals, 47 species of bird, and a couple different reptiles, and dozens of white-tailed deer. If this can take down a live deer, a human has no shot. <laughs> you are going down. Oh, my God. All right, that's enough snake talk for the day. <laughs> and do not post it anymore on the auditor page. I'll kick your butt out. Um, so, and, uh, yeah, I, I suspect I'm going to be deleting that off of my personal page for... Uh, Everybody yeah. listening, please no, post it No, on no, 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 let's not. Let's not do Immediately. that. Let's not do Immediately. that. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> Let's not do that. Hey, uh, before we get to our first guest, we picked up our uh, new horse trailer uh, on Wednesday after we, after the show, and uh, it's it's uh, it it we haven't driven goosenecks in about twenty years or longer. It is so much different driving a gooseneck than driving a tagalong. It's been driving tagalongs for so long that, and it is so nice to drive a gooseneck because it just follows you. You don't even think about it. It, 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 there is a dif- definite difference in the two, but yeah, I'm I'm glad you because you had a camper and you had a horse trailer, and now you've achieved both. We've achieved both, and uh, yep, we parked it in our. It actually fit in our driveway at the house, so um, so now we have to load it up and and get it get it ready to go. But yeah, it's very nice. It doesn't look used at all. It's a one year old, uh, and it it looks great. It's a Murhow, I guess that's how you say that. I don't, I don't, yeah, is that how you say it? Congratulations. Murhow. 
Okay. Uh, so anyway, that's that. Let's get to our guests because we have some fun guests today. We have some really bad ads to get to. Uh, we're going to hear from Kentucky Performance Products first and then go to our first guest who's going to talk to us about endurance riding. She had waited all her life for this moment, dreaming about it since she was 10 years old. The trailer ramp touched the ground. He whinnied as she backed him out, swinging his head around to get a good look at his new home. His coat gleamed in the sun. Her love had arrived. She was breathless. He was beautiful. She could hardly wait to tack him up and start off on what she was sure would be the best times of her life. This love story is brought to you by Contribute, providing essential omega-3 fatty acids that help maintain low inflammation levels throughout your horse's body. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Hi, Sonia. Thanks for joining us today. Hello. Glad to be here. So tell us, when did you start riding endurance? I started endurance in 2015 on a draft cross. <laughs> okay. Nothing says speed and agility like a draft cross. <laughs> Believe it or not, this guy, he, he had a bit of race brain. People watched him move. They were surprised to see him move. Unfortunately, he got diagnosed with ring bones, so now Ooh. he's a... He's a pasture companion for one of my for my one of my endurance mares. I had always wanted to do endurance. Um, I was chronically ill for close to a decade, and I was able to get healed. And I decided I was either going to go do eventing because of the draft cross or endurance for me. And obviously, I went to the endurance route. And I started with him, and then I got my gated mare, and now I have my Arab. So, like I said, since 2000, 2015 is when I have my first ARC record. Well, we want to, we, you know, we do an endurance show. We've talked to a lot of endurance riders, but uh, we wanted to have you on because you have one gated horse. What is the gated horse, by the way? My gated horse, her name is Awesome Blossom, <laughs> and she is, a, she is a spotted mountain horse. Oh, cool. So she's basically a Kentucky mountain horse. But she has a lot of chrome. She's a beautiful animal. So what are your gates with that one? <laughs> um, that's a loaded question. I tell people she, Blossom, she actually does walk, trot, canter, gallop. She also does amble, pace, stepping pace, and flying pace. Can you tell her which to do, or does she just kind of pick whatever's good for her? I let her, I've decided for her, I let her pick whatever's good for her. Nine times out of ten, she trots going uphill and gates going downhill. And as I tell folks, my butt, get, my butt gets confused riding her, <laughs> but I just, it does. It's like I have to, fly. She, she switches gates on the fly, but she, she it, I think it really helps her with muscles and really helps her with fatigue. Because she keep she can she can switch those gears as fast as she can. Does she I, give you a warning so that you know you're going to be coming up out of the seat? Um, not really. Oh, okay. Like I said, I know her well enough to know that she will usually uh, for going uphill. She'll have a really nice trot. If she goes downhill, she'll give me a gate. And on the flat, I usually get the flying pace, which is which is really fun to read ride. I should say ride. She, um, she does. I don't really, I, 
my my deal with Blossom is I control the speed and she controls her feet. There you go. It used to work well. (laughs) That's perfect. So you have one of each. Why we have you on? You have the Arabian, who's obviously you know non-gated, and then you have Blossom. Right. So. Right. Is there one or the other? Do you take them to, depending on what the terrain is, will you take them to different rides? How do you do that? Um, the Arab, I'm really just getting her started. So Blossom, I I have, I just looked it up to make sure I knew. Blossom has 575 LD miles and 355 endurance miles. And I also do extra with the CTRs. And she's now a thousand mile, a thousand mile, um, extra horse blossom she i can ride that horse anywhere i live my my home rides are the old dominion and i'm on the old dominion board um are the old dominion rides so she's great in the mountains she climbs hills great she goes downhill she on the flat she's she's great too i i really don't for blossom she's very all around surprisingly so my my arab i'm just really getting her started and again I, I take them both. I've taken them both the sand rides. I did the pine tree ride. That's the sand ride. Both of them have done well up there. I also ride them at the old Dominion rides with all the rocks, and they do fine there. It's really, um, I think Blossom, sometimes she likes, she gets bored, though. At, I take her, I ride her a lot at Fair Hill or Foxcatcher or the CTRs that are up there, and she enjoys those that ride, but she does get bored of it occasionally. I can tell. Um, I don't really, I can't really say a different strength for them. And so, so now when you're switching to the Arab, uh, is it, is it something you have to focus on mentally too? You know? Yeah. Yeah. There are times where I've, I've asked my, I've told my Arab, gosh, I wish you were gated. (laughs) When all we're doing is trotting and trotting and trotting and trotting and trotting and trotting and trotting. I'm like, God, I wish you were gated sometimes. <laughs> because I I have to work harder. I admit that I do. I mean, with the with my as I say, when I ride my my gated mare, when I ride Blossom, my butt gets confused riding her sometimes. But it's definitely it's definitely an easier ride. I admit it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of very serious yeah. trail riders here in Ocala, and of course, a lot of the endurance riders come in here over the winter. But uh, when you take a look at these trail rides heading out, nine out of ten of them are gated. Yeah. Oh, there's a reason. That, <laughs> well, it's it's funny. My husband is the classic riding horses. It's not exercise. So finally one day he said, well, I think I want to ride. I said, Oh, great. So I got him his own horse. I got him a very smooth gated Tennessee Walker and you don't have to post on this horse at all. And my husband's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I'm like, ha, let me it. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's, it's funny with it, with her, with my gated mare. I mean, she's a blast to ride. She's a lot of fun. Because and I got her, I brought her home in 2015, and we started. I started competing her in 2016, and she. I mean, I've had to under. I, when I got a gated horse, I didn't go off go out to get a gated horse. What had happened is I had a gated horse, and I had to put him down because he he was neurologic, and I went horse shopping, and horse shopping cannot is not always very fun. And a friend of mine said, hey, you like this mayor's brother. Why don't you go meet the mayor? 
And I said, okay, I will. And I went and I looked at her on the website and she was not very cute. But when I met her and met her, she was adorable. I was like, oh. And then I wrote her and she spooked as a deer, but she didn't do anything stupid. And I was like, okay, I think. And the breeder said, why don't you take her home on the trial basis? I took her home and of course I never sent her back. But I, ne- I didn't get her to get a gated horse per se because I wasn't, I just got her because she's a really nice horse. And so I've had to learn about gated as I've been riding her. Do you, but I've never, go ahead. I realize you're just starting to work with the era, but will you, you know, as far as fitness and getting them ready for the longer rides, will you do it? Do you, will you have to do it differently for the two? Um, I what I've understood, what I understand with riding my, um, with riding the era, the gated mare, Boston first, is that she now pulses down as quick as well as my Arab does. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, she didn't. And only with a really strong base of fitness is my, my gated mare able to pulse down as well as my Arab. That's actually why I'm getting an Arab, my, the Arabian. I went to a ride. I took my gated mare. It was one of my first rides I did on her. She didn't pulse down. I felt horrible. I felt, why am I subjecting this non-Arab to this horrible, hard sport? So I ended up finding an my Arab. I only got Arab as a three-year-old. So I'm like, well, sorry, boss. And you and I are still going to stuck doing this. So I had to learn. Um, I've had to learn how to how to take care of my uh, the. the the gated mare also, she's harder to manage metabolically. She's now much better. She's no thought. She's so fit. It's ridiculous. But I've also realizing with her, she used to cramp a lot at rides. So I've had to look at her supplements differently. What all the learn, my good friend of mine calls her my learning horse. And I agree because I take the learning I've gotten from her and now I apply it to my Arab, even though maybe the Arab doesn't need it. I'm like, you're going to go ahead and get the magnesium and the vitamin E and all the other good stuff for you, because I'm trying to avoid the problems I had with the gated mare. And I, I think whether gated or not gated, we all learn, right? I mean, it's something that we learned oh. along the way. I wonder, oh, gosh. I, I didn't I never ask this question before. I wonder if there's less feet problems with gated horses than non-gated horses. <laughs> um. My mare, I've had a lot, she's, she's absolutely stunning. I mean, I look at her sometimes and go, really? I don't know where something looks like this. She, she is a silver dapple, silver, um, dapple with, with, um, what is it? Sabino. So she's got, and she's got a platinum. She's basically the color of oak trees, the bark of oak trees with a platinum mane and tail. I mean, she's stunning, but people have said, I need to breed her. And I laugh at them because she's a confirmational mess. Her feet are just rotated and have all those things. Her feet have been, I've learned more about feet with endurance than I ever have. And her, the shape of her feet are very strange. A lot of gated people will say they want their horse's toes long because it gives them more action. Well, I've learned, I, I like my toes short. I don't really think, I think the feet, I mean, my Arab has really good feet, but both mares do now. So I don't think I I can't say whether yeah. or not. And, uh, you know, it's individual. That kind of thing is usually individual with the horse. Very individual, yeah. Well, I'm going to – I stole a picture off of your Facebook page that I'm going to put up uh, so uh, people will get to see your gated horse. Um, oh, yeah. And thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. It's been fascinating to learn about this. 
Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad I could share any. I hope I shared enough. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Cindy. No, the gate. The gated horses, you're starting to see them more and more in the endurance and the endurance crowd too. You really are. A good friend of mine, um, last year rides a she rides an Icelandic horse and she got the high point high distance point for her Icelandic. So you're actually starting to see more gated horses in the endurance out in endurance. It's Very nice to see it. Very cool. Well thank you, Sonia. Appreciate it. Thank you. The Horsemanship Radio Podcast is dedicated to the advancement of great horsemanship throughout the world. Monty Roberts often stops by to present on this podcast, hosted by his daughter and legacy strategist, Debbie roberts Lauks. The show includes segments, tips, and interviews exploring effective training centered on the well-being of the horse. This multiple award-winning podcast has 1.6 million downloads to date. Horsemanshipradio.com, sponsored by Hands-On Gloves and Monty Roberts University. I'm pleased to welcome to the show a listener, an auditor, and I kind of consider this person a friend because we have been on the phone and or messaging for a couple years now about various issues and things with horses. Jennifer Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. Hello, my friend. Hello. It was one of those things, Glenn, where when I was like standing with Jennifer, I'm like, oh, my God, it's so crazy. Like you're here in person, like because we've just called and messaged so often for so long that and that's the fun part about this job and doing this show is that we get to know our listeners and we get to know our auditors. So you traveled quite a distance to get to the movement. I did. Not as far as some. I know we had some overseas uh, people that came. But yes, I came from Michigan. Almost had to cancel. My, uh, my barn manager had my barn manager had broken his ankle. That's bad time. Before. <laughs> exactly. And had to have surgery. Ooh. But uh, my between his daughter and my boarders, they pulled pulled their time together and said, nope, this is important. You need to go. We'll make it happen. This stuff never uh, happens that's... the day after you get home. It always happens the day after you <laughs> leave or the day before you leave. It always yeah. happens that way. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. his you... surgery was literally Tuesday. You also had an emotional time leaving and tell everybody why. Yes, I did. So my baby horse, Willow, uh, who were for hand racing, um, and that's a long story that some of the auditors will be familiar with. Uh, this is the first, these would be the first days in her entire life that I have not been with her. So it was, I was crying literally, just like ugly tears on my face. <laughs> I promise it was harder for you than it was for her. <laughs> She's like, do I still get food? Yeah, I, that's all so. I care. Okay. <laughs> I different uh, woman's feeding me the today. Reu- <laughs> right. The reunion was pretty incredible though. I have to tell you. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Well, it, I know we had done an interview with you while we were there, but it was so windy and to be honest, really nice to have a breeze, but the the wind kind of knocked down the interview. So we decided to have you back on. And uh, I guess, you know, some of the the things I would like to know is number one, first of all, did you have a good time? I had an amazing time start to finish. My, the only thing I'd change is uh, if we do it next year, I'll, I'll stay a whole week. Yeah. Okay. So more time, more time. I got it. Yeah. That's a lot of travel for a, for a, just a couple of days. Um, so what are some of the things that you, was there anything you had never seen before that you watched? 
nothing that I had never seen on video before, right? Because, you know, I've been on the university or just, you know, YouTube and things like that. Um, so, but, so the biggest thing for me, takeaway wise, was how different it is experiencing it in person where you can, you know, seeing Monty, experiencing Monty do a join up or to, and just all the work he did with the horses, being able to really feel the palpable, palpable change in the energy uh, mm-hmm. in both, you know, him, the horse is completely different experience and you could really absorb it. He has such incredible presence and timing. He does. He walks in the room and it's like a, like a movie star walks in, you know, it's so true. So help him with his truck. <laughs> what? Tell us more. <laughs> well, I walked, he was getting in his truck one day and I went to just, I just wanted to personally thank him. And, uh, and he's having some trouble with his seat, getting it positioned. So it's like, can you help me with this? It's like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. I get to help my environment or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really cool because especially on the last day, I know that there's a lot of people who got to take lessons with him. Now, I believe he was all booked up when you went to take to sign up for lessons with him. Yes. So unfortunately, Glenn, she had to spend her private (laughs) lesson time with me. Did you have to pay for that? So here's, Here's how this happens, if you want the little backstory on that. I was not going to book anything for Sunday because of the dread of leaving Willow. I'm like, well, I, I don't think I can justify being gone another day. I need to get home to her. And then it was on, I think it was on maybe one of the Facebook lives. It came up, I think Debbie brought it up, that there was one more spot all of a sudden with Jamie because everything had been booked. And I went, all right, I'm booking it. <laughs> I went in and grabbed it. But I don't know what we're going to work on, but we'll figure out something. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, so they have to fill out a form, Glenn, about what would you like to work on in your private lesson? And, and they answer it in an email. And then I got a copy of it. And the answer from Jennifer was, I don't know, whatever. I mean, like join up would be cool, but like if she's tired of join up, then we could do something different. Like it was this whole like long inner monologue that you knew she was just typing as she was thinking it. I don't know. Maybe this, maybe not. I don't know. This thing. Okay, we could do, but we could not do that. <laughs> it was great. So tell I think everybody those were Adam's notes from from our phone conversation. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what that's it was. Funny. So what, uh, tell, tell everybody what we worked on in your lesson. Well, I have to say not, and I've seen tons of videos of you working with horses, obviously on Facebook, not only are you amazing at working with horses and doing these videos to highlight the thoroughbreds and such that you work with, you are one of the best teachers that I've ever seen. And that's what we really got to see during that weekend. Um, you have a way of breaking things down into these mental pictures that absolutely makes it impossible not to get it. You don't really feel what you're talking about, but I got to work one-on-one with you learning join up, uh, Mm -hmm. first time doing that in a round pen and long lining, which I was your suggestion. And it was something that I had been absolutely terrified to try after the years of watching that being done. I thought I am not coordinated enough for that. My legs are going to get tangled in the lines. I'm going to end up face down in the dirt getting dragged around. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Did you? Yeah. 
Is there a video? I did not. Oh, okay. I did not get drunk around the roundabout. So my comfort level with it, by by just a couple minutes into it, because of your instruction, was unbelievable. And I'm, you know, finding myself smiling, doing all, you know, making this having this horse work all over this round pen. Uh, and I have a round pen at home, but it's not something I grew up using. Um, I grew up in hunter jumper world. We didn't have those, especially mm-hmm. back then. Some probably do now. Even working as a wrangler, we we didn't have those. So my level of comfort uh, and competence at it was pretty non-existent. And now I actually feel comfortable, and I can go out and do that, which Are I think it, is especially important raising a baby horse. It is. It is. Now, is that something you think that maybe you'll? First of all, let me say thank you for the nice compliments. I, the teaching thing to me is. I think about how I would have liked to have it explained when I was learning it, you know? So, so you put yourself in the student's shoes of like, and, and and then if, if they're not getting it, you had to figure out another way to say the same exact thing. And uh, so, and some things resonate with some people and some things don't, you know, there, Jennifer knows, I don't know if you were there for the one lesson I I was talking to a a gentleman and I'm like, okay, when you're going to ask the horse to, whoa, you're going to take a big, deep breath, let it out. And then, you know, slowly close your fingers on the rear. And I give this whole long explanation. Did you see this one, Jennifer? Yes. The, the woe scream. <laughs> I said, okay, as the horse to woe. And Glenn, do you know what this person did? What? Whoa! <laughs> uh, Scared the crap out of everybody. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. That's that's definitely not at all what I just said. Let me try to come up with a different way to say the exact same thing. <laughs> but I got, it, was, it was really hard to, because just some people's experiences, you don't know, especially during a clinic, you don't know what somebody's experiences are. So thank you for saying those nice yeah. words. Second thing is, do you think this is something that you will now take and move forward with like now that you're not scared of long lining oh absolutely yeah, oh yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. good good that's awesome well it's yeah. funny you always think like oh i'm gonna screw up and i'm gonna trip and i'm gonna fall and and i address that in all the lessons okay because like glenn it's sometimes if the horse turns towards you and you're not quick enough to pull the outside rein and get it back facing the opposite direction, basically the horse gets hogtied. Oh, you know, yeah. The lines get wrapped around I the I had it. I can remember I do a lot of ground driving with Scooter and we did it in the woods and he did that right around a tree. So I had it all. He was all tangled. I was all tangled up. <laughs> and, and, and in that situation, the only thing you can do is just drop the reins. It's okay. I mean, your situation, your pony's going to take off and go down the freeway, but in most <laughs> He was caught in the tree. He wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you could just drop the lines and start over. So failing is part of it. You know, that's, it's just, it's an expected thing that we're all going to experience. And I certainly have had, you know, I'm like, Oh, look, I'm going to, I've got this horse long lining perfectly in the arena. This was Drax, my last thoroughbred. Uh, and I'm like, I'm going to take him out and long line him in the arena now. I took him out to that arena and he's like, 
peace. <laughs> just like, like, and so then uh, you do that face plant of like, you're, you're trying to hold on. Then you just realize like, well, where is he going to go? You know, just yeah. drop the lines and start over. And I always like to say that, you know, if the horse jumps out of this six foot fence from a standstill, that's good because we're going to yeah. go to the Olympics. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's a new career for that horse. Yeah. You know, what is interesting. Yeah. Jennifer, it's interesting to hear you talk about longlining like that because you're a hundred times more horse horse person than me. Yet longlining for me, because you know I started doing it when I started driving, is not, I don't even think about it. So to, the fact that we all have different experiences like that, and it's just cool. It's cool that you know there are still people learning all of these things that other people have no idea about. Yet for me, yeah. it just seemed like you know that's the one thing I can do. <laughs> well, Jennifer, watch me long line a tiny horse, and I don't know how y'all do that. Oh, uh, you did the mini? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I was on yeah. Debbie's show last night, and she talked about the mini. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My, my, my beautiful long lining demo that turned out to be an epic, epic fail. <laughs> that was a total setup. Yeah, it sure was. That was that's exactly what I meant. This is for how it's not done. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna show you how to do it and how not to do it. <laughs> Prepare your horse more before you bring it into the arena in a crowd full of people. <laughs> but I, I'm really glad you had a good time. And uh, I mean, there's something about driving in those gates and just the feeling that you get when you when you drive in. That's just so I don't know. Was it relaxing or comforting? Did you did you feel anything when you got there? There. Oh yeah, you do. You feel especially when you when you pull into the you know, the pasture where we're all parking, and there's Monty's deer everywhere. Um, and then the the impact because every day you drive in and you you know you park in the same spot in, in this row, and as soon as you walk through the gates and are you know heading to the area where we start there's this little paddock that has these three stunning Mustangs in it. And the one that catches everybody's eye, I'm sure, because it did mine, is the little buckskin paint. Mm-hmm. And the impact of finding out who that little buckskin paint was when Ashley did her, uh, her preview of the documentary with us. Yeah. And had yeah. us all bawling. That's It's true. It's true. Wow. Backstory for those who don't know is Ashley Avis, who wrote and directed and filmed and did the whole entire Black Beauty that's on Disney Plus now, which again, I told her I wanted to hate it, but I loved it. Like it was fantastic. Um, She actually was filming some uh, roundups and saw this baby, Glenn, get separated from its mother. And got and and got they got separated. So she actually adopted the baby, adopted the mama, and got them back together. Oh, it's wow. like the coolest story. So when you see things like when you go watch Black Beauty, because this 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 human is fantastic. She's amazing, and she does such an awesome awesome thing um, about bringing awareness to the roundups and to all the things. And she's got her new movie coming out, which is called Wild Beauty, and it's a documentary that they did about going out and filming all of this, and it is very exposing and it is probably going to make a lot of people that work for the government not so happy but it was cool to see those horses there now there was another buckskin paint horse that was a mustang that that's I, the one you need yeah 
Okay, so I'm at a wedding last night, Jennifer, and and somebody's asking me what I do, and I was like, oh yeah, the, well like this last weekend, telling them about the movement, and they and she looks on my Facebook page, she was like, oh my god, that horse is so beautiful, and look how happy you are with your horse. And Chad looks at the picture and he's like, that's not her horse. That's not her horse. And he, and then Chad looks at it, he goes, oh, that's a really nice looking horse. That's a really, that's a really cool looking horse. And so I might have had a few glasses of wine when I was at a wedding last night and texted Debbie, Debbie, I think I need that horse. (laughs) Chad likes it. It'll be Chad's horse. (laughs) Of course, my husband really needs an unstarted, very wild. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be getting on that in no time. Yeah. He's big, right? Uh, He was so pretty. I go, babe, he really likes you to scratch him on the neck. Look how happy he is. We need him. So I might I texted Debbie and Nelly last night. I was like, get that sucker on a trailer. Bring it to me before he changes his mind. Yay. <laughs> I kept I kept trying to catch that on video where you would be scratching his neck and he'd be stick, you know reaching his little muzzle out and wiggling oh, yeah. his lips around. But I kept missing the moment and catching just after I couldn't get my phone out fast enough. It was really it was cute. So he was so sweet. So yeah, as of yeah. last night, drunk Jamie was like, I we're not letting you go to weddings anymore Uh, no do not i'm I'm just showing she's like but you look so happy with it how is that not your horse and i'm like i don't know i think it should be my horse i think you're right look how happy chad look how happy i am with that horse i need that horse (laughs) now if we take that logic though you're you're very unhappy with zeus most of the time so technically you don't need that horse so there's that i love my zeus jennifer thank you for joining us we really appreciate it and uh it's good to hear about your adventures. Awesome, Jennifer. Thank you, guys. All right, take care, Jennifer. Love you, mean it. You too. Bye. Love you, too. Bye, guys. Pay it. I say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It's time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when we read some ads that are submitted by our listeners, usually from Facebook or Craigslist, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. And we put everybody's name that submits an ad in a hat, and at the end of the month, we pull out some winners of some prizes. And these prizes are provided by Horselovers.com, home to over 120,000 products for your equine needs, for the barn, for your horse, for you. Check out Horselovers with a Z.com. And the first prize that they provided for this month are called Cool Curtains. They're seven-foot cool curtain panels for stall doors. They're basically a big screen for your stall door. This This is uh, worth $169, and you put them over the stall doors, and it keeps 80% of the sun's rays out, which we need really today, keeps the bugs and the birds and all kinds of things out of the stalls. They're really cool. I'd never seen these before, so some some lucky person's going to get to try them out, and two of those worth $160. Love it. The next thing is Flexion by Legacy Splint Boots. Flexion technology provides individual abrasive-resistant cells that provide impact and wear protection never before seen in equine leg protection. This is like Iron Man makes splint boots, you know, like Tony Stark (laughs) 
has gone Stark into Industry his lab. Slippers. Stark Industries. <laughs> it should be stamped on the outside. They really missed something there. Uh, anyway, the Legacy Design provides dispensary support without inhibiting movement, reinforcing the horse's natural motion while protecting the critical structures of the leg using nature's design. And they're $116. And we have an oak sun shirt and breeches combination worth $110. And you guys know we've talked about oak for a long time. They have the Kelly Midrise knee patch breech and also the Noel sun shirt, which provides a maximum of UV protection. And you, I know a lot of people, you see them riding around right now in these sun shirts in Florida. Nobody has, nobody has their arms sticking out right now, especially if you're riding in the trails. So that's going to be, uh, it's worth $110. Then we're going to give that away as well. Thank you to horselovers.com for providing all of the prizes every month. <laughs> All right, uh, who do we have? We didn't get to all of them, so Rachel and Tanya. We didn't get to yours, but you are included in the prize pool. All right, Rebecca sent this one in. It's from Texas. A three-year-old paint pony mare. Three-year-old paint pony mare, two-year-old baby stud pony. Was told he lead lines, but not sure. My kid is scared. Both lead load and stand for farrier. She may be bred to him. Not sure. (laughs) Chances are pretty good. (laughs) Both have been wormed and are up to date on Coggins, located in Lufkin, Texas. Well, if you got a Coggins on them, they're fine. (laughs) Maybe bread. Yeah, no kidding. Yep, definitely. Um, The pictures of these two ponies, one being three and one being a two-year-old stud, and they're out in a pasture together. Yep. I'm going to go with bread. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with that, too. And uh, my kid is scared of them. Yes, when you don't touch your ponies, that happens. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, any child needs a two-year-old stud cold. Mm, I mean, obviously. That's a perfect pick. The next one comes from Hannah, and this is, oh, wait, here we go. This is from a Facebook page that I'm not going to name because I'm a member of it. I don't want to get kicked out. Uh, those... <laughs> And it's this is uh, the, the person that submitted pictures and a question. Those are front and back legs from a five-year-old stallion. The farrier says they need some trimming. Is that normal? <laughs> What's the uh, term? SMH smacking my head. <laughs> yes, that's normal. Why do you have a horse? <laughs> The next one comes from Savannah. Arkansas halters rehome 800 and less. Just the halters or these horses? (laughs) I guess they're horses. Oh, God. Here we go. This is Arkansas. Priscilla is a nine-year-old mayor. M-A-Y-O-R. Priscilla is a nine-year-old mayor. She is green broke. She used to be an ex-bucking horse. She will. There's no punctuation, mind you. She used to be an ex-bucking horse. She will not buck no more because my buddy broke her. She has been in the pasture for a few years, and I got one, her bareback, and she did fine. She is halter broke. <laughs> What? I thought she was broke broke, but apparently she's only halter broke. She's, oh, oh, so my, y'all are killing me today. You're <laughs> killing me, Smalls. 
Speaking of Priscilla, the new, uh, I want to watch it this weekend, the new Elvis movie is out. Is it on Netflix or one of those? No, I think it's in the theaters, actually. Is it? Really? Well, yeah. I watched an interview. Of course, uh, Tom Hanks is in it. He plays the, he plays the, uh, the bad uh, agent that Elvis had there, the colonel. And, uh, but the guy they got to play Elvis, oh, my God. He looks creepy, and right? sounds ju- – did you see him? He's- it's creepy. I saw a preview. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's just – I want to see it because, of course, Priscilla's our best friend. You know, we've had her on the show. You are tight with Priscilla yeah, Presley. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Laura sent the next one in. It's our trailer of the month. It's a small utility horse livestock trailer for $500, and this is what the ad reads. Needs a bit of work done, but a decent trailer. Nice utility trailer to haul anything with ramp door. Single axle with heavy-duty loading ramp. No title. Possible trades. $500 firm. Oh, God. That's all a lie. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. (laughs) It looks like somebody took a shotgun and shot the front out. Uh, There's big holes in it. Looks like they were using it for target practice. And just, it's all it took was somebody doing like a front snap kick. Bam! And their foot went right through the metal. You cannot even see the tires. I don't even know if it has any because the brushes, the, the, the uh, what is that called in the desert? Sagebrush. Sagebrush is completely right, surrounding the tires. Tumbleweeds. Tumbleweeds. That's it. They're completely leaning against the trailer. They could at least move those so you could see the tires, but. No, you don't want to haul anything in this particular there one. Is n- and when it says heavy-duty loading <laughs> ramp, there is <laughs> nothing heavy-duty. There's not even the top on it. It's like, you know, there's like the skeleton, and then you put sheet metal over that to like – there's no sheet metal. It's just – it's basically tetanus is what this is. Do you, do you, this reminds me of the conversation that I I posted a picture of a longhorn steer now in, in the auditor room. And my question was, how do you transport them? And that – created about a hundred comments. But this thing had a had horns that were at least 10, 12 feet wide. Oh my God, it was amazing. <laughs> and apparently they haul them in trailers like this and apparently these things figure out you just turn sideways. I, I, One of our listeners has uh Mary has longhorns oh, and yeah? I asked her specifically about that. I was like, how do they do any she goes, they know exactly where they are at all times. Because they can, like, turn around, like, scratch their butt with their horn. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you have a bug on your butt, you're going to impale yourself. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Apparently, they're just really aware. Wow. That's just incredible to think about an animal that smart. Hey, one of the other things that's been happening in the auditor room, and somebody, Cynthia, sent this one in. She says, as a faithful auditor, of course, I enjoy really bad ads on Fridays. I think you all are missing an opportunity and kind of getting it wrong in the bad ads, bad trailer ads. There is a hot industry apparently in converting horse trailers, and a bunch of people have been posting converted horse trailers. Now, a lot of them have been turned into little food trailers or ice cream trailers, coffee trailers, you know, things like that. But a lot of them are being turned into tiny homes. And she actually sent a picture of one of these tiny homes. And this is exotic. I mean, they spent some money converting this thing. Uh, It does not look anything like a horse trailer anymore. But yeah, this has become a whole industry. Uh, so my friend Jen, who lives in Arizona, her husband got a job because he always like was like making things in his garage and a woodworker. He now converts trailers, trucks, they bought a school bus, like one of the short Mm. buses, and they are converting it into a little camper. So you can actually take the school bus and put a bumper pull trailer on it and go to horse trials. There you go. 
It's a thing. This one's beautiful. I mean, this one is well, beautiful. So basically, she wants you to start sending them to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Send anything you see that's super cool, and then you'll be entered in really we need to have a segment called Really Good Ads. Really good really cool yeah. ads. <laughs> I will uh post this particular one on our Horses in the Morning Facebook page with this with the pictures. It's it's really cool. It's decorated like super ex- it looks like a room on the Titanic. Yes. You know, like that kind does. of old school decor with copper of, roof. Right? And yeah. I mean it's cool. Exactly. <laughs> uh Katie sent the next one in and it's a short but sweet ad. Um have By the way, about- if you have a conversion of any kind like that, definitely send us pictures of yours. Oh, yeah, we, we want to see know. all of those yeah. things. Have about 12 locust trees, very tall, 500 firm for all. Google the cost of locusts prior to saying stupid stuff. <laughs> This is the second time he's posted this ad. <laughs> hey, shut up. It's a good deal. <laughs> now, we obviously, because we're, we have this, you know, little bit of a position, we have to think about everything we post. And you, I know, have to really think about what you post now. But, I mean, isn't it sad that all of us have to think, this guy had to think about posting about locust trees. Yeah. Because yeah. he knew he was going to get lambasted, probably by the a- tree cutting down people. You know? Yeah, but keyboard warrior out there is like, man, I, I can get a locust tree for $24. Can't believe you're trying <laughs> exactly. to sell a bunch of them for 500 Dang crook. Yeah, or you're <laughs> like, cutting all your trees down. That's bad for the environment. And then he's got those people coming after him. Oh. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> uh, East Tennessee horse and farm people as a Facebook page, apparently. And Rachel sent us this ad. I'm selling a four-year-old racking horse. He bites a little, but I did do work with him, and he likes kids. PM me for more info. I need him sold ASAP. <laughs> and it looks just like Precious Magic Jennings. Well, my pony. Um, but let me. Does he like to bite kids? Like, does he bite? He bites a little, but he likes kids. Does he like to bite kids? I'm confused. Yeah, I about that too. When you use no punctuation, these are assumptions people are going to make. Maybe he only likes to bite the owner. I don't know. You know what? I did I did do some work with him and he likes kids. <laughs> but he bites. But he bites. That's that's not a kid's horse. Your kid'll be fine. No problem. Who needs that arm anyway? Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> Nobody needs ten fingers. Thank you, horselovers.com, for providing our prizes, and they have for probably eight, nine years now, uh, for really bad ads. We really appreciate it. Thanks to our listeners for sending them in. And uh, that's the end of a week for us. We'll hang around for the auditors. I have a brand new opener for the auditors, so and I, I have to take the swear words out. I have so. a vent for you, too. Okay. All right. And then uh, apparently Jamie's going to be venting. So we'll get to that in just a minute. Have a terrific weekend, everybody. Be safe. Don't overheat. Spay and neuter gal. 